Yankees win! They have completed the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. We lost a $900 million bid to buy the LA Rams. Look, that contract extension was for $176 million. The stadium will cost $1.1 billion? Champions are made and cash always follows. But where did it all start? These are the true stories of the blockbuster sports deals that went down in the locker room, boardroom, and between the lines that made many people very, very wealthy. From Entrepreneur Media, this is The Playbook. I'm CEO of Sports One Marketing and your host, Dave Meltzer. This is Dave Meltzer, CEO of Sports One Marketing, here on Entrepreneur's The Playbook. And I am extremely excited uh, because this is a guy, you know, you, you get to a certain part of your own career that you're actually a fan. And I am a fan of this guy. I grew up in San Diego. Uh, great, great football player. Has one of the best nicknames ever, which he really capitalized on into a brand and into a really successful business. And he's truly an entrepreneur. Uh, all pro football player, Sean Merriman here with me, San Diego Charger, tiny career in Buffalo. I don't count that. We'll just talk about <laughs> those all pro years for the Chargers. Uh, you know, they call them lights out for a reason. We'll get into that. But welcome, Sean. How are you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. So the playbook's about taking the lessons that you learned on the field, your personal playbook yeah. and how you applied. I mean, you're an incredible football player, but how you applied all those lessons into the real business world and no you're a true entrepreneur man and i'm just so impressed with where Thank you're you. at right now you've had ups and downs like me but tell me about your playbook what you carried over from the field onto the business well you know i think it was uh first and foremost it was my attitude right and determination yep. um you know how people see me play on the field is how i approach every day lights life. out uh, yeah it's <laughs> lights out you know i, I get up and how, the, how'd you get that nickname you Tell know so I, I got the nickname uh my sophomore year at, Fre at Frederick Douglass High School in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, where I went to high school, uh, knocked out four guys in one game. And it's, I mean, this is true. Three I know, and one half, right? I, yeah, yeah, three and one half and the other one in the second half. And I know we, the, the social media wasn't as big back then, so it's, it's kind of a whole myth that it didn't happen. You know what happened? Uh, so, yeah, that, since that game, people started calling me lights out. And um, I kept it all the way through college where I went to the University of Maryland uh, and then through the pros. Now, do, were you dreaming about playing for Baltimore someday? <laughs> it it was Redskins? close. You know, I, yeah, I almost went to the Redskins. Yeah. They had the, uh, I think it was the ninth pick um, that they had that year, and I went 12. Right. And I took a visit well, Thank there. God Eli did not want to go to the San Diego Chargers because you got to go to <laughs> my team, and I got to watch what I consider one of the greatest linebackers ever to play thank you. in your career. Well, let, let's get back to you got this determination. Yeah. And – you know, that, that just carried you. How did that apply? Like, tell me about the business side of where you needed to use that. Well, you know, um, I hear a lot, like a, I hear a lot that uh, former players struggle a little bit getting into their next part of their life, right? And it's hard. I mean, you, you wake up in the morning, you got a regiment, um, you practice, you're watching film, you're working out. It's, it's pretty strong. People telling you what to do. Yeah, telling you what to do. And now you wake up and trying to figure out, okay, what do I do next? Um, I think one of the strongest points for me was uh, the work ethic, right? And not just because I worked out hard or I watched film and things like that, but I was always hungry for this information. I was always hungry for information. I would pull over one of these veterans. I would pull over one of these guys who have been in the NFL for a long time and say, hey, what do I need to do in order to do this? 
what do I need? And I was, you know, I was that guy. Yeah. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't the one. Oh, I think, you know, I wanted to find you, you out. You didn't know it all. I wanted to know. You wanted to learn. I wanted to learn. Who's one of the guys that mentored you for the Chargers? For you? Um, well, first it was, you know, LeVar Junior. Arrington when I was, oh, really? when I was, you know, he was a uh, board of Washington Redskins linebacker out of Penn State um, through my high school years. And I then uh, started to spend a lot of time with Ray Lewis. Um, and then when I got to the San Diego, San Diego Chargers, that's right, time, right. Um, you know, it was guys like LT, uh, uh, yeah. Thompson, Lorenzo Neal, Roman Oban, Donnie Edwards, Randall Garfield. I had a Jamal Williams. I had a bunch of nice. guys around me who I can go and pull over to the side and say, hey, what, what does it take for me to do this? Um, and that's one thing I think that people forget all the time is the ability to get information. And if you apply that that same want to learn and that same want to, I need this information so so I can go out and do the things that I want to do, then I think you can be successful in a lot of things. Did you ask any of those guys uh, that mentored you or other mentors that transition's hard for even the most successful people, yeah. right? It's just such a different life. And you're so competitive and so successful, then you get in the business world and all of a sudden there's like a tiny guy like me and you're like, darn. That guy knows everything about yeah. it. And he's taking it. Guys like me are taking advantage of you and manipulating the situation because while you've been practicing, watching film on the field since you were in the 10th grade, knocking out people. Yeah. Right. I was studying in business school, law school, right, playing division three football, but mostly studying. And then in the business world practicing, who is mentoring you to tell you, hey, here's the ins and outs. I can help you out, Sean. Well, you know, I got a chance um, because of my all my years of playing football and having a name and people know who I as as, as a football player. You know, I was allowed to be around some of the top CEOs in, in the world, some of the biggest businessmen in the world. Yeah. Um, and, you know, because I was the line, you know, linebacker of the San Diego Chargers yeah. at the time and I was allowed in these meeting rooms, but I would literally go in the, the, the meeting rooms where they have these board meetings where they would be negotiating deals and I would understand things along the way. I would understand what the apparel industry was about, not just making clothes, but the business side of it. Yep. Um, you know, I would understand these things by just wanting to get that information, taking my off seasons, going and, and going to, uh, you know, these big meetings and sitting there and getting all this information. That way, when it was time for me, which I was still very young, yep. um, that I was able to apply it to everything that I'm doing now. So here you are, you create Lights Out, which was a great brand. And like any great brand with any great young CEO, you start having some difficulties. Yeah. And why don't we talk me through kind of what that felt like and, and what you did to overcome it? Because, you know, you're a great success now. And, you know, you're into NASCAR. Your brand is exceptional. I mean, I, I love the logo. Thank but, you. but tell me about, you know, here you are, you have this brand and all of a sudden you're playing with the big boys and they kind of start manipulating you. Yeah, I mean, you, you're, it's a competitive field. Um, the apparel industry is tough. It's, it's literally a day-to-day -day grind where uh, you got uh, some of the biggest companies out there putting tons of money into marketing uh, whose budgets are unlimited, um, right? So uh, I knew what I had uh, along with some of these companies that didn't have unless you were spending a ton of money. I had a, a hell of an outreach because of my Rolodex that I've collected over the last you know, decade or so. Yep. Um, yeah, I've built a, a platform for myself through, which the NFL is a big part of that. But I also had this marketing, marketing tool that, you know, I had a lights out dance and I had this whole lights out thing and I branded it. And I ended up buying a company, buying lights out from a company called PJ Salvage. Uh, in Irvine, they yep. were a big pajama company that had some other brand, other uh, classifications under their trademark, and I bought them and acquired them all, and then I started to then sell lights out. 
and it took off. Yeah. And all of a sudden people started infringing on your rights. Yeah. The big boys. The big boys. So what, what did you do at that time? Because a lot of people just would have said, you know what, in your position, I can start over. I don't want to waste because it's going to cost me millions of dollars to fight this. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and one of the big boys was Nike. I was a Nike client, yeah. um, you know, Nike athlete my whole right. entire career. And, you know, I was very proud of that. Um, and I had great relationships there and, and friendships and, and Bill Keller. Yeah. Bill, a client yeah, Bill, yeah. you know, Bill was Cliff, Bill's Cliff, Cliff King. King. Yeah. Great guys. Yeah, all the, all great guys who yeah. I was really close to. I mean, sure. I had great relationships with these guys uh, that I would talk to on different bases other than just about football. Right. Um, so, you know, when it happened, when they were using the lights out trademark, um, it was very tough for me to not only financially, because, you know, you, you have to spend a lot of money. You have to spend a lot of money to go out and fight that, but also to make a decision to say, Hey, I mean, I, these are friends family. And, and, and family yeah. and people I think very close to me, but I also have something that I've worked my entire life on that I have to get them to stop infringing or else then you give everybody else the right to do it. Right. And I was in a tough, tough situation, and I literally had people who was working for me at the time that was supposed to be in my corner and said, we, we can't go forward with this because we either have – we have other Nike clients or athletes, or we don't want to be involved in something that's big. So I had people in my own corner that was not going forward with me in this lawsuit battle. And when I did that, it was – it was cut. I, I wasn't yeah. able to speak to anyone in Nike – and it was very, it was very dark between us two, um, for for the two and a half years of of the litigation. Um, and, but and I, I, have they forgiven you? Or, I, or is it still? I don't, not, I don't you know, know if they no ever hang-off. forgive you. Yeah. I, you know, I, once you sue somebody, I don't. It, it's always <laughs> right. there. You know, it's well, not that's like that's not true. I, I've forgiven everyone, when, but I went through my shit. I had to forgive them. Yeah, because like, you know, I don't forgive them for them. Yeah, I forgive them for me. Right, right. Yeah, I'm sure you feel the same way. Yeah, you know, I always thought that Lights Out was a brand that, at the time, I thought that it was going to be under Nike's umbrella. Yeah. I thought that Nike saw the value in, in Lights Out and really wanted to go forward with it, um, and they didn't. So I was a little bit shocked at that. So uh, anyway, I knew that I had the information knowledge, and I had uh, the backing to go on and build a brand uh, of my own and also be able to bring athletes under the, the brand of Lights Out and do the same things that they were doing uh, because I was very, very connected in the Nike uh, family in a, right. in a circle just to have the privilege of being around and knowing how the business side of it works. Before we continue the interview, here's a word from our sponsor. Champions have tools that help them win, ranging from the strict diets to the shoes they choose to wear. When they go to the boardroom, a single tool stands out to make sure they are productive and get the best deal possible. Their black moleskin notebook from Best Self Company Check out the Best Self Journal at bestself.co. That's bestself.co. Okay, let's get back to the interview. So, you know, in your playbook, everyone has persistence, right? Which yeah. is that, that pursuit. And as a linebacker, obviously, I mean, it's, it's like a thirst to, to, to win. Then you have this unbelievable quest for knowledge for knowledge that really surprising to me, right? Like it, while you're at the team, you had a different perspective than, than, than I thought you would. But even further than that in your playbook, like where, what else in the business side of things you think uh, that you learned, you have the work ethic, um, you have all this stuff coming down. One of the, like I was, you know, I grew up in a single mom, six kids, you know, all boys and a girl. So I, I was like you, I probably a little bit full of frustration. So when I went through my hard times, you know, I physically wanted to 
to, you know, and I thank goodness I don't have your size, right? But I physically, <laughs> did, did you ever get tempted to, like, cause I have, tempted to go across a conference table and just lights out? <laughs> I mean, yeah, absolutely. Especially when you hear um, a company that you're fighting or going against saying, we don't even know what lights out. We don't even know who Sean Merriman is. He wasn't even a great Craig athlete. Craig Cheeks is sitting across the table going, who? Yeah, and right. I'm, I'm just sitting there like, you don't, what do you mean? You know, right. the records don't say so. And so how, how, do you know? you, how do you take that? Because this is a big part about being a leader. You know, you lose your cool on the football field. You can actually use it to your advantage. Yeah. You lose your cool in a courtroom or in a conference room or in negotiation. You, you can ruin everything. Right? Yeah. And, and so what did you use as a technique in the business world to kind of have that ma what I call the Warren Moon majesty of calmness? Yeah. Somehow get above that. I want to kick your butt and lights out to you. Well, for, for me, it was about um, the fight. Yeah. That, that's what it was about. It was it was taking what I would do on Sunday and go out and physically manhandle somebody. But doing in the courtroom and saying, hey, we're going to show you that this is a real brand. We're going to show you that this is very powerful. We're going to show you that I built this with my own money, with my own time, there, I have no investors. It's been me, I'm the 100% owner of Lights Out. Nice. You know? um, and I was gonna fight for it and it didn't matter who it was. It could be Nike, Under Armour, which you know we had our, our run into also. Yeah. Um, it didn't matter. It really it hurts being a Baltimore guy, right? It, it, that, own, that, you, you yeah. to, you're on every side, Sean, yeah. what a shame. That's yeah. crazy. Because for me, um, it, I, it got to the point where with Under Armour, I wasn't allowed to their events through our lawsuit. Wow. I was actually told that I, I wasn't, welcome. I couldn't, I could have wasn't welcome there. Wow. And these are guys who I, I consider my friends. Yeah. You know, I played at the same school, you know, University yeah. of Maryland, these guys played ball. Yeah, some Hampton guys, yeah, some guys Kevin who I looked up to, KP and Kevin yeah. Plank. Yeah. I was literally told that I was not able to go in some, I like, lit, like came and said, hey, you gotta leave. And wow. I, I said, what, what do you mean? You know, I didn't cause this. I was actually trying to be Gracious. You know, gracious and fair about it, but right. you know, kind of just turned your back on me, and you're not going to pay this attention. You're going to, you have, you have to pay me attention. Yeah. So it got to the point where I was asked to leave, literally. Wow. But that didn't matter. That did, that didn't matter to me at all because I knew I had something. Um, and just like anybody else, uh, who who's built a company or built a brand, uh, they've had to go through it. Um, I just finished reading um, Phil Knight's uh, Shoe Dog. Yeah. Excellent book. Went through. You know, Great, great book. Great and, book. Uh, what, what that book did for me was um, it got a chance for me to look into the, to the inside of what he had to go through. You know, he had his fights with Converse and some of these bigger companies A6. back in the day in, in ASICs yeah. in yeah. the 70s and 80s and things like that. Some of the um, your manufacturing problems that you might have to deal with. Some of the, the big boys at the time doing the same thing to him. So um, these, this is the part of the business in order to get to where you want to go. Uh, I'll be reading Kevin Plank book one day when he reached out just to, you know, nice. to learn. He's, he's another one. I'm going to give you one of my books connected to goodness. I'll give you the other side. Okay. But they, uh, you know, one of the things that's interesting is I always tell people you head your way into something, whether it's football or business. If, if you're halfway in, it's not going to work. Right. Yeah. You got to be all in. And when you get into a courtroom, you better be all in because right? be. it's millions of dollars and you were willing to give up everything that you had earned. To, to save this company and to, and to prove that, look, you're right. And, you know, what, what's scarier to you, right? Going on to a football field, giving all in, and you have all this great talent. Because for me, I, I've been in that situation. 
you know, being a smaller guy yeah. and I, you know, as a punt returner, sometimes, you know, I played in college, it was terrifying, but not nearly as when I was standing in a courtroom going, I could lose every single thing that I've worked for, you know, what that feel like and what, compare those two for me? Yeah, I would, I would say that the courtroom battles for one, um, and then also the possibilities of losing something that you built you know, you retired, you know, retired athlete. Part of you is a this limb. Is, this is, you know, I built it. This is my name. I've been called since I was 16 years old. But also, you know, I've also invested my time, money, and energy into this name and this brand, What Lights Out. And there's somebody else who makes a decision on what happens. And you have someone over here with billions and billions of dollars that you're looking across the courtroom and they can keep this going for years if they want yeah, to. Yeah, your life in somebody you're, you're, else's in life. In somebody else's <laughs> hand, right. And there's nothing you can do about it. So yeah. there's there's no, that's that's a real fear because right. that ultimately, I mean, you know, this, I spent close to more than seven figures. Right. Fighting the big the big boys. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and I probably would have kept spending. It didn't matter. I would, I would go pick up jobs. I don't care. I was going to fight because I know what, I built. I know what this stands for. Right. Um, and yeah. hopefully that's a lesson to anybody. That's awesome. Well, and sooner or later, the truth always comes out, I tell people. So, you know, for the playbook, you have these great lessons. One, persistence, which is amazing. But I really appreciate the quest for knowledge. And then lastly, kind of all, you got to go all in as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And you got to believe in, you know, that's part of you. Now, the, the last question that I like to ask, you, you have the Lights On Foundation. Yeah. And you give so much back to your community in Maryland. Um, what legacy, you know, such a great football legacy and now business legacy, you're an owner in a NASCAR team. Yeah. You're bringing these kids out all over the place. What legacy do you want to leave when it's all over for Sean Merriman? Uh, you know, that, that someone else can be in my situation. I grew up in PG County. We didn't have much growing up. And it was several times throughout my life where I was like, I, I don't, I, we're not going to make it. This, I just can't, it's just too much. You know, I come home from practice. We didn't have food. Um, you know, we didn't have lights and I lost two homes to fires um, and lived in shelters when we lost lost the homes. And now to being an owner of a, of a company of this size and, and going this well. And also now, as you said, the, the NASCAR team, I'm a NASCAR owner on the Canon series, my driver, Jesse Wooji. Nice. I was one, one of uh, two African-Americans in, in all of NASCAR. Uh, great guy. And now being able to take 150 kids I'm doing next week. Uh, from my middle school where I grew up at uh, in James Madison Middle School and, and some from Baltimore and then some from Washington, D.C. area and bring them out to a NASCAR race that's in Delaware uh, on the 28th. That to me, um, it, it'll grow. You know, I want to get sure. up to 500 one day and I want to get up to even bigger than that and start doing it all over the country because I was awarded this opportunity to play football. You know, I, I, was, I had a gift. That, that's what I did. And that was my way out of my situation and where I was at. You know, all these kids or multiple kids who was in my situation, they won't have that opportunity to be a professional athlete. But they have a possibility of being a NASCAR driver one day or being in the NASCAR circuit, you know, maybe working somewhere in the NASCAR's front office or, you know, Marketing for marketing. Sports 1 Marketing, yeah, right? You know, Sports 1 Marketing. That exactly. They can you know, give and, me the resume. Yeah, and, and the, this is about the opportunity. You know, this is about giving somebody else the opportunity once you've made it. And I think that everybody, once you get to a certain point, or a level in life, if you, you don't go back and start grabbing the people from where you were from, then you haven't made it. And that's, that's what I live by. That's awesome. Well, 
it's an honor to have Sean Merriman on here. I, you know, think of you, you know, it doesn't matter if you have the heart to come from behind. Um, the, the, it doesn't matter if you have the lead, as long as you have the heart to come from behind and looking at the successes you have and knowing your entire career, you know, we give a shout out to the Maryland public schools, like the Emmy awards for DC. Yeah. Uh, but you are an incredible product of your environment and you're an inspiration to so many people of all ages. And I really appreciate you giving back, especially to the kids. Uh, we, we love having you on the playbook. Uh, thank you for your playbook. I'm sure people are inspired by it and hopefully they won't quit. They have a quest for knowledge and have the persistence that you have in whatever they're doing, whether it's being a teacher, a doctor, a lawyer, or hopefully even a great linebacker that can knock four people out in one game. <laughs> thank goodness I did not play against you because I would have been number five. Uh, that's if I didn't fall down first. Uh, but Sean, thanks so much for being an entrepreneur of the playbook. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Be sure to tune in next Tuesday when we feature another story on how a sports icon went from the playing field to the boardroom. The Playbook is produced by Nathan Lotka, and our media partner is entrepreneur.com.